0: Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation by the grace of God. We've done 24 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them. On all podcast platforms, Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Deezer, Spotify, name it. Also on our app, Bible In-Depth Network, you can be able to find all the episodes we've done. And as you listen, the Lord shall reveal his word to you. There is even something new that you'll pick as you listen because there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. And I want you to know. That God can reveal his word to you. Even you who's listening to me today. As we study today, God can reveal something to you. Personally to you. Because his word is alive. It's new every morning. Yeah? And each and every day, there's a new word that can come to you. Right now, we are handling the book of Lamentations. Hopefully, we shall be finishing it today. And i uh, will start with chapter 3. And here... We are told Jeremiah is sharing Israel's affliction. Remember Lamentations, they are in grief of what they are going through. They are in sorrow. And it starts by saying, I am the man who has seen affliction because of the rod of his wrath. He has driven me and made me walk in dark places and not in light. Surely against me he has turned his hand repeatedly All the day he has caused my flesh and my skin to waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and encompassed me with bitterness and hardship. In dark places he has made me dwell like those who have been long dead. He has walled me in so that I cannot go out. He has made my chain heavy. Even when I cry, crying out and calling for help, he shuts out my prayer. Now, what's happening here they are telling us of what is happening not only for israel but even for the one that's writing here that god doesn't even hear their prayer anymore can such a day come it has come for them as judah that god has practically shut them out yeah he has turned his hand it's like trouble just keeps coming For people who are of God, for people who are blessed, for people who had the blessing of the Lord upon their life, it doesn't look like they're blessed anymore because trouble keeps coming. Affliction keeps coming. When they're praying and telling God, okay, we are sorry for what we did, forgive us, it's like he's not hearing. Such moments are there in life where you feel like you're alone, where you feel like even when you make prayer, there's no answer coming. Yeah, And that's the position that these men are in. He has blocked my ways with a hewn stone. He has made my paths crooked. He is to me like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in secret places. He has turned aside my ways and torn me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for the arrow. It's like he said, okay, position yourself, Israel. Here I come. Position yourself. I'm stretching out to you and I want to hit you, and you're going to get it hot and hard. That's the position that we are getting here. Yeah. He has aimed when trouble looks like it has aimed at you. Destruction looks like it has aimed at you. Yeah? Everything looks like it's coming after you. He made the arrows of his quiver to enter into my inward path. I have become a laughingstock to all my people. People laugh. They are mocking songold. They even created a song for you that mocks you for the troubles that you go through. Yeah. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drunk with wormwood. He has broken my teeth with gravel. He has made me cower in the dust. My soul has been rejected from peace. I have forgotten happiness. So I say my strength has perished. And so has my hope from the Lord. It's like they've lost hope. Trouble comes, and it is so much that you feel like all hope is gone. And not only for yourself here in this life, but even for God. You lose hope. You feel like God has left you. That's the position these men are going through right now. Verse 19. Remember my affliction and my wandering. The wormwood and bitterness, surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Yeah, The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, and his compassions never fail. That's a key word for us to know. That irrespective of the troubles that you're going through, the Lord's loving kindness never ceases. His compassions never fail. In that trouble that you have at work and it looks like it's finished. You're finished. There is nothing anymore left for you. Your business is not shifting anymore. The Lord's loving kindness never ceases. His compassions never fail. That's the confidence that I give to you today. To believe in God and still have hope in Him because He will come. He will come and deliver you. He will come and restore the hope that seemed gone. Yeah, And he said here, They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him. The mercies of God are new every morning. The compassions of God are new every morning. The loving kindness of God is new every morning. Every day that you wake up, there is new grace abundant for you. There is new favor abundant for you. There is new love abundant for you. There is new compassion that has been set aside for you that even as you go out in the, in the town, in the city, wherever it is that you go out to work, the grace is abundant. And you're going to step in a place and do things that you did not expect because the masses of the Lord are new every morning. And do you have hope? Do you have belief? Do you believe that today, even this as a new day, God has set aside something specific for you? Because his masses are new every morning. His compassion is new every morning. Have hope always. Each and every day that comes by is a day for renewed hope. Each and every day that comes by, every new day that comes to you, that you're able to wake up and move, is a day of blessing, of promises, of things that are going to happen in your life that are going to help you move forward. Is a day of hope, restored hope. Here he says, I have hope in him. Why? Because the Lord is my portion. It is not about the connections that I have in the world today and who can get me which job and who can get me which business uh, proposal and idea. It is having the Lord as my portion because he's everything. He will open doors that seemed closed. He will open opportunity that seemed closed because the Lord is my portion. If the Lord is my portion, I have hope in him. If the Lord is my portion, I know that all shall be well. That's what they come out here to speak in hope as the people of Israel. They speak and say, The Lord is my portion, I have hope. In him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the person who seeks him. That's key. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. That word wait is key for me to know. It implies that there may be some time. That they may take some time. Waiting, sometimes you even don't know how much you're going to wait. But the key word here is to wait. Psalms twenty seven fourteen tells us, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It takes time, friends. We, we many times want things quick. You need a quick sorting. You need a quick fix in everything. You need quick response, quick answers to prayer. But here, the scripture tells us that he is good to those who wait on him. Wait for the Lord in your relationships. Wait for the Lord in your health that seems troubled. Wait on the Lord in your ministry. Wait on the Lord in your work. Wait on the Lord in your business. Wait in the Lord, on the Lord in your life. In your family, in your children, wait on the Lord and he'll be good to you. That part is where we hate mostly, the part of waiting. But we cannot go around it. We need to learn to wait on the Lord. Because it's good to those who wait on him and to those who seek him, making it a point to seek God. Making it a point to take time and seek the Lord. Get time and seek the Lord, and you'll find Him. Yeah? Desire the Lord. Let your spirit desire for Him, yearning for Him. Those are the ones that He says He's good to. So He speaks clearly and says, He is good to those who wait for Him and to the person who seeks Him. It is good that He waits, keyword, silently for the salvation of the Lord. Don't wait in complaint. No, Sometimes we are waiting on God, but we are complaining. We are waiting on God and we are arguing. We are saying, why isn't this moving? Why are things stuck? Wait on the Lord silently. Be quiet. That's what they're saying here. You be quiet and wait for his salvation. You be quiet and wait for him to come out on your behalf. And that's key. Waiting without complaint waiting without argument, waiting with peace. That's how you wait silently on the Lord and wait for his salvation. It's good for a man that he should bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone and be silent since he has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. Perhaps there is hope. Let him give his cheek to the smiter. Let him be filled with reproach. For the Lord will not reject forever. For if he causes grief, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. For he does not afflict willingly all grieve the sons of men, to crush under his feet or the prisoners of the land, to deprive a man of justice in the presence of the Most High, to defraud a man is in his lawsuit. Of these things the Lord does not approve. Who is there who speaks and it comes to pass unless the Lord has commanded it? Who says anything And it comes to pass unless God has said, let it be. Sometimes even people speak bad things about you. And people start to speak about your future in a negative manner. It will not happen because God has not commanded it. Some people speak good into your life. If God has commanded it, it will be. Even you yourself, it's not just about other people speaking, but even me, myself, I speak good about my life. I speak hope into my life, and if God commands, it shall be. Because when God says it will be, it will be. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both good and ill go forth? That's a word, statement, that brings in a lot of doctrinal issues and discussions. Because they're saying, from his mouth, good and ill come forth. Yeah. Why should any living mortal or any man offer complaint In view of his sins. Let us examine and probe our ways. And let us return to the Lord. We lift up our heart and our hands toward God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled. You have not pardoned. You have covered yourself with anger and pursued us. You have slain and have not spared. You have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can pass through. You have made us mere offscoring and refuse in the midst of the people. All. All. Our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Panic and pitfall has befallen us. Devastation and destruction. My eyes run down with streams of water because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes pour down unceasingly without stopping until the Lord looks down and sees from heaven. My eyes bring pain to my soul because of all the daughters of my city. My enemies without cause haunted me like a bird. They have silenced me in the pit and have placed a stone on me. Waters flowed over my head. I said, I'm cut off. I called on the name, O Lord, out of the lowest pit. You have heard my voice. Do not hide your ear for my prayer, for relief, for my cry, for help. You drew near when I called on you. You say, do not fear, O Lord. You have pleaded my soul's cause. You have redeemed my life, O Lord. You have seen my oppression judge my curse. You have seen all their vengeance, all their schemes against me. You've had their reproach, O Lord, all their schemes against me, the lips of my assailants and their whispering against me all day long. Look on their sitting and their rising and their mocking song. You recompense them, O Lord, according to the works of their hands. You will give them hardness of heart. Your curse will be on them. You will pursue them in anger and destroy them from under the heavens, O Lord. And here they are speaking to the Lord, saying, come out for us. Come out for us. We are your people, Judah. Come out for us. Chapter 4, how dark the gold has become. How pure the gold has changed. The sacred stones are poured out at the corner of every street. The precious sons of Zion weighed against fine gold. How they are regarded as Ethan jars. The work of a porter's hands. Even jackals offer the breast. They nurse, their young. But the daughter of my people has become cruel like ostriches in the wilderness. The tongue of the infant cleaves to the roof of its mouth because of thirst. The little one asks for bread, but no one breaks it for them. Those who ate delicacies are desolate in streets like people who were rich in their time in Jerusalem and they were enjoying all the delicacies. They would eat any meal they want right now They are desolate in the streets. Those who reared in purple embrace ash peats. Those who dress nicely are now looking like there is no hope. For the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the sin of Sodom, which was overthrown as in a moment. And no hands were turned toward her. There was so much evil in Judah that this has come upon them. By the time there is equaling your sin to that of Sodom. That is impl- Im- implication that things have not been good. yeah. Because this is a city that the Lord rained upon brimstone and fire. yeah. So, if you're compared to Sodom in sin, that implies there was so much wrong going on in the place of Judah. yeah. And it says, Her consecrated ones are purer than snow. They were whiter than milk. They were more ruddy than the corals. They were polishing. Their polishing was like lapis lazuli. Their appearance is blacker than soot. And they say they are not recognized in the streets. Their skin is shriveled on their bones. It is withered, and it has become like wood. They don't eat well. Yeah, of course, in being in captivity, there is no food to eat. Uh, they struggle to get food. We looked yesterday that they would have to give their belongings to get money, give their wealth to get money, to get food rather. And uh, that withers their skin. Their bodies are broken. They have grown thin like we see here. Yeah. Better are those slain with the sword than those slain with anger. Some start to wish we, we should have died among those who died by the sword. Instead of being here without food, in Babylon. For they pine away being stricken for lack of the fruits of the field. Their hands of compassionate women boiled their own children. They became food for them. Because of the destruction of the daughters of my people. We see cannibalism come in here. Because of the hunger, they started to eat their own children. And that is extreme. That is in a time that is extreme that you get such habits happen. But that is what Judah was doing while in captivity. For the Lord has accomplished his wrath. He has poured out his fierce anger. And he has kindled a fire in Zion which has consumed its foundations. The kings of the earth did not believe. Nor did any of the inhabitants of the world that the adversary and the enemy could enter the gates of Jerusalem. With the way these people were favored by God, no one believed that such a thing can happen to them. Yeah, Because of the sins of her prophets and the iniquity of her priests, who have shed in Hamid is the blood of the righteous. They wandered blind in the streets. They were defiled with blood so that no one could touch their garments. Depart unclean, they cried of themselves. Depart, depart, do not touch. So they fled and wandered men among the nations, say they shall not continue to dwell with us. The presence of the Lord has scattered them. He will not, con- he will not continue to regard them. They did not honor the priests. They did not favor the elders. Yet our eyes failed. Looking for help was useless. In our watching, we have watched for a nation that could not save. They hunted our steps so that we could not walk in the streets. Our end drew near. Our days were finished for our end had come. Our pursuers were swifter than the eagles of the sky. They chased us on the mountains. They waited in ambush for us in the wilderness. The breath of our Anostris, the Lord's anointed, was captured in their pits, of whom we had said, under his shadow we shall live among nations. Judah comes out to say we are the Lord's anointed, but they've come after us, and they've overcome us. We used to say under his shadow we live. Even among nations we cannot be touched, but these nations have overrun us. A point where the anointed of God are now living like they have no blessing upon their lives. Why disobedience? Why sin, evil, lives that don't honor God, that he lets you first the wrath when time of judgment has come? It's a point for us to be careful. Being anointed doesn't make you, all does not guarantee that you can go ahead and do anything you want to do even if it is hurting others, even if it is in disobedience to God, because eventually there is judgment that comes over you, rejoice and be glad, O daughter of Edom, who dwells in the land of Oz, but the cup will come around to you as well, you will become drunk and make yourself naked. The punishment of your iniquity has been completed, O daughter of Zion, He will exile you no longer, but he will punish your iniquity, O daughter of Edom, he will expose your sins of course here he's speaking to they're speaking to Edom we looked towards the end of the book of Jeremiah when Jeremiah is also speaking to the other nations for the judgment that is to come they are laughing at Judah right now but their time is also coming because i mean they've been the champions of angering and doing things that are not in line with what god wants for them so Theirs is coming. It's just like this one has come early and they are laughing at him. But he says, don't laugh at me, Zion, because to you, Edom also is coming your pain. We shall close with the last chapter of this book. That's chapter five. This is a prayer of mercy. They are praying to God for mercy. No, when you've gone through a lot of trouble, you seek for mercy before God. When you've gone through a lot of pain, You pray to God and ask him to help you. And that's what these people do. And they say, remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our reproach. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers. Our houses to aliens. Remember what was happening when they were in exile. Back in Judah, people have come, have taken over their things. Yeah. Yeah. We have become orphans without a father. Our mothers are like widows. We have to pay for our drinking water. Now, if you get to that level, that they don't even have water to drink, they have to pay to get drinking water. And they're saying it in prayer, Lord. Our wood comes to us at a price. If we are to cook, as we used to just go out and get wood and come and cook, right now we pay for it. Our pursuers are at our necks. We are worn out. There is no rest for us. We have submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get enough bread. Yeah. Our fathers sinned and are no more. Remember, a time came and these people are running off. Judah is a place filled with Tamil. They ran off to Egypt for hope from the pharaohs. Yeah. And they're saying, our fathers sinned and are no more. It is we who have borne their iniquities. Now, that's a key thing that your children can suffer because of your sin. Sometimes we don't see the judgment in our time, but it comes in the future. These people here are speaking and saying, it is our fathers who sinned, but we are the ones who are suffering for their iniquity. Be careful about the life you live because it has an impact on your children. You might go, but they can suffer the repercussions here. It's clear from these people. They're saying, it is our fathers who sinned and now we are suffering for them. Slaves rule over us. There is no one to deliver us from their their hand. We get our bread at a risk of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin has become as hot as an oven because of the burning heat of famine. They ravished the women in Zion, the virgins in the cities of Judah. Princes were hung by their hands. Elders were not respected. Young men worked on the grinding mill and youth stumbled under loads of wood. Elders are gone from the gate, young men from their music. The joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned into mourning. A nation that was filled with joy is now in sorrow because of the captivity, because of what they are going through. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. At least there is that acknowledgement that they know That they are going through something because of sin. And that is what we suffer with sometimes as Christians today. We don't acknowledge sin. We don't acknowledge wrong. We don't acknowledge the fact that we need to straighten our paths before God. And we live. And we have that saying these days that we live by grace. It doesn't matter what we do. God has saved us doesn't matter what we do. God's grace shall be abandoned. So we don't care. We live anyhow, in any way, in any fashion. We don't recognize the sin in our lives and the fact that we have to remove because it's one thing recognizing sin in your life. It's another fighting it. It's another asking God to help you overcome it. It is another leaving it behind. But this men... They say we have recognized our sin. We know that whatever we are going through is because of the sin that we've done. Because of this, our heart is faint. Because of these things, our eyes are dim. Because of Mount Zion, which lies desolate, foxes prowl in it, a nation, a land, a palace, a kingdom that was filled with wealth now has foxes moving in it because it's forsaken. You, O Lord, rule forever. Your throne is from generation to generation. Why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us so long? Restore us to you, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are exceedingly angry with us. They are saying, God remember us. God Consider us. We've wronged you. But Lord, remember us. There's somebody out there today. And your life seems like hell. You feel like you're the worst of all. And not only that, but life is hitting you hard. Probably there is something you've done. Probably it was the Mistakes you made, the sin in your life, there is hope for you because God can restore your life. Irrespective of what Judah went through, what Israel went through, God promised restoration for them. Even after judgment, even after captivity, even after everything that they saw, the pain, the sorrow, The ambush, the death, God remembered them and took them out of captivity because they're his people. And I want to give you a message today. God knows you. You're his child. Respective of what you are going through, God shall restore your hope. Have faith in him pray to him. Say a prayer of mercy like these men did. They were in distress and they said a prayer of mercy for God to have mercy upon them, for God to consider them and help them. And today, it does not matter how bad it seems, how bad your life seems right now. Ask God. Talk to God and he will restore you. He will restore your fortunes. He will restore your family. He will restore your business. He will restore Everything in your life and you shall once again live like a prince because that's what God considers for his children. And that marks the end of the book of Lamentations. May we pray, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your revelations. We thank you for speaking to us and Lord, help us restore hope for somebody whose life has been on a downtrail. Restore life for them. Give them new beginning because you are a God who gives new beginnings. Your masses are new every morning and we partake of that today. In Jesus' mighty name.